Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joining with me today are the other three games in my Steam library. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the beep boop bop high score noise, Jared. <laughs> hey, guys. Armo's checking in. Um, Yeah, I think best Steam game that I would recommend for people all around would be Raft. I don't think it's the best game ever, but I enjoy it it's a survival it's got that buddy system you're trying to figure out what's going on and then all of a sudden you unlock this awesome story highly suggest 10 out of 10 in my book dan and oh no alex okay. going next I thought, I thought dan said yeah dan said he wanted to go last this time yeah uh, okay 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 <laughs> yeah, switching things up uh i'm alec i play drill of the ashborn and one of my favorite games in my Steam library would have to be The Hunt Showdown. Oh, really? I actually really like that game. Nice. I've been meaning to get that. Yeah. Dude, I love that game. Mm. It's a good time. Why didn't we ever play? Because you never invite me. Oh, dang. Because you're always face first into your monitor playing Tarkov, breathing on it. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Because that you, you asked me. Is that you, you asked me. That's the whole fun. That is that game. <laughs> is that you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, jump, jump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dan. I play Menace Pebblewalker, your tiny little swarmkeeper ranger, and uh, I am the Children of Morta in this Steam library. It's a new game I'm addicted to. If you love fantasy, you love roguelikes with huge upgrade systems and amazing stories, I, I can't stop playing it. It's multiplayer as well, two-player, so... Get a buddy. Super fun. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dan, Dan, did the dev reach out to you for that for that shout out? Because that sounded like an ad, bro. <laughs> I just like it. Yeah, what if I don't like any of those, Dan? <laughs> what if I don't like any of those? Don't like any of those. Um, you can go play Little Misfortune. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Witch It. What else is on my cuphead? I'm just reading the list now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say my game. Yo, well, I was going to say, I don't know whoa. if we want to know this because you get banned on TikTok for giving your game recommendations. Hey, well, that so. is an old me from a former life. That is not me anymore. Until 12 o'clock. How you doing? Midnight hours. We all know that you're Doki Doki Literature Club, Tony. Bro, Let's move on. My, <laughs> a game I always go back to is Gunfire Reborn. Oh, uh, so underrated. Mm, yeah. And you have so many updates and everything. And uh, it's a great multiplayer game. Let me see what else did the dev send me. Hold on. Uh, uh, it has cute animals in it. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> no, it's a seriously Gunfire Reborn. But hey, if you uh, are part of those development teams and want to sponsor one of our episodes, I mean, reach out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's dndpod404 at gmail.com. You know the deal. Yeah. <laughs> you just like you just like fish for a fucking advertisement in our intro. Like what you is? Bet this? I did. <laughs> you know the deal. Before we give you the recap, we got to give you the rundown. And today's rundown is brought to you by moi. And what I'm running down today is the Patreon. That's right. We got revamped tiers with an additional tier. We recently revamped the Sigic College alumni tier, adding a legacy system where not only do you get instant rewards, but now you can build up for more rewards. So the longer you are one of our Patreon supporters, you can essentially like throw stuff into the show for into our one shots and be more involved with the podcast. And it's just more things to give back to you for supporting us. And then we have an additional tier called the Blood Shard Bandits which is our new highest tier where you get additional rewards on top of everything else from the previous tier. So go ahead and check that out. The link down below, patreon.com backslash DD404. 
And while you're at it, just go to 404pod.com, our official website, where you can find all that information, a plethora of information. You can listen to our episodes, shop for merch. You can uh, email us, say hi. Don't actually do that. It's a business email. But, you know, let us know how you do it. You can find the Discord, the Twitter, the YouTube, the Facebook. We have a Facebook, by the way. And... Uh, we got, you know what else I got? It's got a recap. That's right. In our last session. <laughs> in that session, <laughs> session far, far away. <laughs> the three heroes here were just hanging out in the woods, hanging on by a thread, all tied up, swept off their feet, if you will, in the hangman woods, following a mysterious magical map given to them by a mysterious skunk named Silver leading into the heart of the hangman woods which is foretold to lead them to a cabin where they can find some more information or perhaps the lantern oil they've been tracking down this whole time. We pick up today's session with the heroes taking a short rest on a nice little bench outside this horrific looking haunted cabin. Bard, play that intro and let's get on with the show, baby. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. We're going to pick up session 52 in the heart of Hangman Woods. The three of you have found a bench on the front porch of this weird-looking run-down cabin that once you arrived to its locale, the map quickly erased itself as the ink literally fell off the pages and the path leading you here was quickly dispersed and covered with these spooky half-dead trees. So, picking up from a short rest, the three of you are going to take the benefits of a short rest. Can you guys let me know before we get really get into it uh, how much you are healing for and you know your hit die that you're using? Uh, so I went ahead and used what is that? I use a four of my fighter D10s and I'm back up to full. Four of my rangers and one of my cleric. You don't get to know where I am with my <laughs> HP. <laughs> That's fine. On a scale of one to 60, how do you feel? <laughs> I will say that joke every time. <laughs> oh, man. Almost, how are you feeling? Oh, you're at full, right? Because you have temporary hit point? Well. Do you even need any? <laughs> No, yeah, I do. I don't even think you took damage because I think you just had all these temporary hit points. I was hurt before. Oh, you did? Yeah, tree like uh, suplexed you into the ground. Right, right. Yeah, now I'm remembering. I had to now use. It's all, it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back. You know what I'm glad about? Uh. Spells. <laughs> just spells. Oh, yes, warlocks and their magical abilities to just gate spells and a short rest. Wow. They're so Amazing. cool. So good. I remember when I started this whole thing, and I was like, dude, warlocks suck. <laughs> and all you and had to now, do is read spellcasting on the warlock 30 episodes later. <laughs> now I'm buying t-shirts of warlocks. I got to say, they're a slow start, but man, do they get cool. Armos, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go in there. I'm kind of spooked. And I think I need... I think I need a speech. Yes. <laughs> I will spit out my Dr. Pepper. Oh my God. Armos, <laughs> uh, Armos, can you just give us a, a quick speech, please? Well, let me set yeah, the just scene. Just a few words. Let me I'm, set I'm the really, scene, boys, I'm, boys. I'm you too, but let me just set the stage, please. The three of you are, are recovering yeah. from a short rest. Yep. Now, as, you, as the three of you are taking this short rest on the bench, you... Do you start to feel better as you guys catch your breath? However, 
you're not sure how much time has passed. Stop clicking on that door. <laughs> you're not sure how much time has passed. <laughs> you're not sure how much time has passed. Say it one more time, please, because I don't know how much time has passed. <laughs> this is going on the Patreon. Alec, I'm laughing. I'm trying to set the scene. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> you're not sure how much time has So you're not sure. <laughs> We're not sure. You are. Yeah. We got doors now. I'm giggling. Stop clicking doors. Ormos, I don't know how much time has passed. Oh, God. Could have been ages. Could have been days. Uh, you do feel that may or may not have taken longer than usual to regain your spirits. Mm. You guys get the benefits of short rests. You get your spells back if dictated so. And you're ready to continue on with your adventure. Now, you now feel for the first time a breeze coming from the trees. However, it's not coming from any specific direction. It's coming from all around you towards the cabin. The first gust of wind since you arrived in Shadowfell, and it's eerily blowing it your way right up the front porch. You hear the owls from before. Instead of saying, they're going, you, you. Soldier boy? Soldier boy, tell him, yeah. <laughs> 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 I realized the door I walked into when I started this, uh... <laughs> you... You... Soldier boy, you... Soldier boy, tell In a very eerily tone. Once again, Reginald pops up and he goes, Oh, oh hey, army. Oh, I got them, uh, what are the, the goose ducks again? Uh, and he's shivering. Let me give you a speech, buddy. It's going to be about 10 minutes. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm all ears. And he holds his two big bunny ears up. The full version will be on our Patreon. Yeah, there you go. Armos gives a, a 10, not a 10 minute speech. Well, you spend 10 minutes. Is that what it says? It does say 10 minutes. You, you spend 10 minutes. I want to hear a 10 minute speech. Almost. <laughs> this is some bullcrap. I'll just give the cliff notes. Uh, <laughs> just wh wh what do you say? We get a fast forward and be like, and that's how I got out of Budapest. And then we're just going to move yeah. on. From <laughs> so almost go ahead and give your using your inspiring leader feet. Go ahead and give your uh, inspirational talk. Well, guys, we're not going to let some trees yeah. kill us. Yeah, we're going to go in and figure out what the hell is going on in this place and try to get the hell out of here. This map worthless. The sinew isn't going to stop us. We're busting in that door and we're going to wreck whatever is in front of us. You hear me? I'm talking directly to Reginald at this point, holding him by his ears. I'm like, you hear me? We're going in there and I don't want to hear any more about your bunny bumps or whatever it is. You see <laughs> Reginald is wide eyed, mouth ajar. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped. Let's do this. Let's get that eighth wing. <laughs> and he flexes. And when he flexes, he gets 13 extra temporary hit points with everybody. <laughs> That's all it does. All that for 13. <laughs> I know. It's so not. Can't even round it up to like 15. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> it used to be decent. And now it's kind of like. Yeah, honestly, almost. I'm I'm pretty good on the speeches from now on. They kind of, I think <laughs> the three of you are, are now feeling inspired in a land of shadow and waste. And the three of you pick yourselves up. And standing before you is this old cabin worn down by time and darkness leaning up against two thick trees as if it's the very foundation of the house fellas what are you doing 
we're kicking this door down. All right, Minus. I think Armos and Reginald said they got this right, so they could go ahead and just lead the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got the dark vision. They probably would have seen that news coming if they went first last time. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Wait, is the the doors open? The front door is not. It's considered closed. Yeah, I've been clicking it for like thirty minutes. Stop clicking the doors, bro. <laughs> the front door is considered closed, mechanically speaking, but it's actually hanging on the hinge, and it's every so often because of the wind, it's like tapping on its frame. Mm. So it is not locked. Good. And just waiting to be kicked open. You know what? Eldrick blast that thing. Bam. <laughs> You feel so inspired. You just Elgic Blast right through the door, and the door is blown off its hinges and down the hallway. Bangs a few times, and you look down this hallway. The floors are all torn up. There's a rug now up against the wall from the sheer force of your Elgic Blast, and the door crashes and breaks on the opposite end of a hallway, and it, like, smashes into the door at the other end. When you look down the hallway... It extends about 20, 25 feet or so. There's a door all the way at the end. And towards the end, there's two doors, one on your left and one on your right. <clears throat> all right. So uh, lead the way, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> right behind you. And I have my mace out and my javelin. So, Armos, you're taking point with Minus behind? Yeah. You know what? Armos is pumped up. He's got temporary hit points flowing through his veins. He's walking down this uh, down this hallway, ready to blast anything that moves. Drell, where are you in this battle formation? Last. Just bringing up the rear with my... I'm just walking slowly. Like, I got my axe just slung over my shoulder, just walking. Oh, wait, Drell, what, what color do you want this time? Mm, maroon. I think I said maroon last time, but <laughs> I don't remember, but let's go with maroon. All right, Sid, get him. And I throw Sid at the axe. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns the axe <laughs> maroon. <laughs> nice, Sid. <laughs> Boom, your axe with this holy glow and Sid's sheer force of clericalness. Your axe begins to glow maroon and lights your path ahead of you. Mm -hmm. The three of you begin to go up the short few wooden steps when I'm gonna roll D4 right here. Minus, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. I'm good at those. Got an at one re-roll. <laughs> Got an eight. <laughs> As you're walking up the short few steps with Armos and Drell behind you, crack your legs go right through. The middle step as the old wood crumbles beneath your weight as you just stepped on the wrong point. And now, at no real decrease to your physical status, you are now taking, you are now slightly embarrassed as your foot is now stuck in the step. Get it together, Menace. Yeah, seriously, get it together. Come on. I'm sorry. I was so busy lighting your axe. I wasn't paying attention. Ugh. Well, Come whose there. fault is that? Give me a second, okay? Sid, Sid, oh, Sid Jr., you two, get under there. The, no, left side, left side. On the right, like push. No, not like, like up. You just said the left. I I'm, Why are you confusing I'm, them? I'm all frazzled, okay? I didn't expect this to happen. <laughs> this has never happened before, I swear. There's a really tiny Sid just crying in the distance. Look, now, now you hurt their feelings. Good job. Menace, you yelled at him. Oh, my God. No, you're doing a good... Oh, you're doing great, guys. <laughs> it's too late for that. And I pull my... Try and pull my leg out. You pull your leg out, and you... Three of you walk in. 
You're now in this hallway that's about 20 to 25 feet long, with only about 10 feet of width. Drell, you're feeling kind of snug in this hallway as you're bulky and massiveness is just... Yeah, of course, of course. Not This house isn't built yeah. for you. Do I have any splinters in my leg? Uh, you don't have any splinters or anything because you have thick that thick minotaur hide. You're just I'm a little embarrassed. I meant to do that. <laughs> Three of you are at the front of this hallway. So we have a door in front of us straight down the hall, and then we have a door halfway down the hallway to the left, and then a door halfway down the hallway to the right. Correct. And they are parallel from each other. So I think the the best way to do this, and as I'm saying this, I'm like grabbing Minus by his scruff and like pulling him out and like putting him back on his feet. <laughs> uh, so I think what we should do is we all go into the room on the left and Reginald goes into the room on the right. I mean, I've heard worse ideas, but I feel pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm up for that task. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, team bonding. Sid, Sid Jr.'s go with Reginald. Uh, this is more of a solo job. I don't no, want to go no, with the no, it's, it's fine. You need Meep. to. I know you guys haven't had a lot of time to like, you know, hang out. So you guys Meep. can hang out and go do your on your own mission. Uh, all right. Oh my god, bringing a whole new meaning to kicking rocks. Okay, all right. All right let's do this. <laughs> All right, left side. Is there a door, like on the door, if we look at the door, is there like a keyhole or anything like that that we can like peer through? Yeah, wait, hold on. Can I do any, I wanna do uh, an investigation check real quick. Sure, what are you trying to investigate? What are you trying to deduce? I wanna see how well kept the rest of this house or these doors are compared to like the front door. Like what if like you know what I'm saying? Was it just the front that was beat to shit? Or does this whole place look like it's beat to shit? So from the exterior, the whole place looks like it was beat to shit and long forgotten and abandoned. But we're on the inside. Well now you're on the inside, so go ahead and make me an investigation check. Alright. Oh, there it is. Fuck. I keep okay, that's a three. <laughs> now you're no expert. <laughs> Could have told you that. End of sentence. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you know the house is not in the best shape, mm -hmm. and if, if you were a betting man, which I know you are, you probably you probably bet against that there's termite damage. All right, guys, I think there. Wait, bet against it? No, like you would bet that there is termite damage. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, okay. All right, guys, I like put my ear to the ground and I knock on it. Like, all right, this place, uh, this place isn't in the best shape. You see Reginald and Sid like. Uh, looking at the right door. They're going right or left? They're going to the right. We're going to the left. So you see Reginald and like two of these SIDs looking up at the right door and they're on the floor. The cubs like, okay, you ever work one of these before? <laughs> like, I never, how, how do you get in? I don't, I don't know. I, we don't have these where I'm from. And they never worked a doorknob in their life. And they're like, okay, wait, we can, we can figure this out. All right, you guys have good luck. Okay, we'll see you yeah. guys later. <laughs> As we like, walk. Yeah, we walk through the left door. You got this, guys. Team bonding. You guys will do great. The three of you gather from the left door. You can kind of see into the room if there was light. The light that you're giving off already, you can see that there's like a lot of debris in there. You can smell like cracked wood and... There's no light coming through from the other end, but from what you can just get at a glance is that the room doesn't is probably like this hallway, probably just as messed up. You open the door, and on that note, I'm gonna need each of you to roll me a D4 and tell me who has the highest and lowest. A D4? I got a three. I got a three. I got a one. Nice. Minus and Armos. I'm gonna need you to do a roll off. Just re-roll that D4. And just let me know who won, who won. Two. I got a four. Ah. Minus with a four, Armos with a two, and Drell with a one, correct? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you open the door, and the room before you, you look at the room, and it looks like a broken down dining room. Smashed table right in the center. Broken cupboards, chairs, crushed in fireplace at the other end. And then <laughs> all three of you suddenly black out. Menace. <laughs> you feel a swift movement like you are thrown or flung into darkness. And when you rub your eyes and you open them, you are young again. Back in your hometown at the clan of the Ivory Boulders. And it's a beautiful, beautiful summer night. And way past your bedtime for you, little young calf, you decided to sneak out because someone around town told you a secret, a legend, a myth about a moonflower. A flower that only reveals its petals at night. You look around and you are in this beautiful garden that is well kept by your clan. And the sky above you is full of stars. The air smells so fresh, so sweet. A pleasant relief from the smell of sulfur from Shadowfell. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. As I'm doing this, you hear a little menace going, The bagman's just a myth. The bagman's just a myth. The bagman's just a myth. <laughs> oh my god, how many nat ones am I going to get and then re-roll? You said a wisdom saving throw? I did. Uh, nine. Please. You remember why you snuck out. You begin to make your way through the garden for the so-called moonflower some kid told you about in town. And as you search through the garden, 20, 30 minutes pass by. You give up hope for just a moment. And as you turn around to go home, boom! A bigger, stronger minotaur with a group followed behind jumps you and pins you down. Minus, I need you to make me another wisdom saving throw. Okay. Now 20. You see Miranor and his gaggle of goons at the last second, and he push you to the ground. <laughs> Miranor then proceeds to tease you and call you small and weak. He then dumps a bag of flour all over you. <laughs> Minus, the flower is blooming. <laughs> this isn't even flowers, God. That's you're so dumb. This is actually just dumb. Well, if your IQ is in your head, bro, then you're on the ground because it's low. <laughs> and all of his friends laugh at you. That doesn't make sense. Oh, it makes plenty of sense. And he gets over you and he like hawks a loogie in your face. Like he makes it like dangle like right over your face and then sucks it back up and then does it again. It's like getting closer every single time. And he's like. And then he finally spits on you. And as you look up at Miranor, all teary-eyed. He gets closer to your face. He goes, don't you know you're not supposed to sneak out? Didn't your mom tell you about the b b b bagman? And then his face turns into the bagman. His fleshy, bloodied face pulls out and gets right in your face. No nose, bloody eyes, deep red eye sockets, and then boom, puts the bag over your head. And you begin to suffocate as you grab at your throat. And you should roll me a wisdom saving throw. That's a 16. After a few moments, you finally rip the bag away from your face. <laughs> finally able to take a breath. <laughs> and you return to the current you, except now you are surrounded by complete darkness, engulfed in pitch blackness. And it's silent for a few moments. <laughs> when suddenly, a voice breaks the eerie quiet. And you turn around, and while your environment still remains pitch black, 
like you're remembering a vision. In a dark room is your kitchen table, illuminated by candles, with a fantastic feast spread out, absolutely brimming with all of your favorite foods. At the table, there are four minotaurs sitting there. Your mother, Mira, your father, Titus, your one friend, Flora, and your arch nemesis, Miranor. Mm. And Miranor, Titus, and your mother, Mira, are having the time of their lives, eating, joking, and laughing at your expense as you seem to watch them through this glass window. Miranor goes, Minish Chieftain? More like Clan's Clown, am I right, Titus? <laughs> and Titus, contributing to the conversation, goes, Nothing like you, son. However, Flora, who is also sitting at the table, is not contributing to the conversation. Instead, she's looking straight up into the black void with her mouth open, emitting a drone-like noise, a flat, low drone. And once you hear it, it becomes louder and louder. So loud that you have to cover your ears. Minus, make me another wisdom saving throw. No ways. No ways. It's a 15. You look away and begin to wince at the sound from Flora's mouth. And when you look back, the four of them have faces of hydras, shiny white scales. And they are all looking at you. Irinor, Titus, and Mira's heads stare you down while Flora's Hydra head still looks up at the void, making this drone. The three heads that are looking at you snap one shell. They get long necks and they go to bite you and you fade to black. Like the worst nightmare you ever had. We're going to cut away. Almost you walk through the door with Menace and Drell following behind you. And everything seems all right as you examine the broken room and then everything goes black. The pitch blackness around you is unlike anything you've ever felt before. You feel a sharp sting in the back of your neck. You feel yourself floating. You begin to hear sounds, familiar yet distant. You hear your own voice. You hear yourself mumbling. Then you see a vision of yourself hovering over some books and scrolls late at night at a desk in a small tavern room that looks like the door to your room barricaded. Next to you is a candle burning nearly at the end of its wick as it looks very late into the night. You look frustrated, but like a smoke cloud, the memory fades. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Nice. Good at these. Swell? Uh, maybe not so good. Multiple visions start to come at you. And they start to play one after another. You see yourself in multiple visions at once as they begin to flash into your mind. One by one, you see yourself in the same black cloak in different shading locations, meeting with different people. However, in each vision has the same act. You are trading money for goods. Gold for blood shards. Platinum for scrolls. Sounds like me. Like a smoke cloud? Your vision fades. Please make me a wisdom saving throw. Ugh. It's a 10. Kind of want to reroll that. After these visions fade, you find yourself standing in the darkness alone. No menace, Drell, or Reginald. You do not have your tome or any of your gear. 
You are wearing tattered street clothes in that same black cloak you have on in all of your visions. Your hands are in front of you. The palm of your left hand is a rune painted onto your hand, the seal of the red dawn. In your right hand, you have a soft, fuzzy toy of a rabbit. The toy looks used and well played with, almost tearing at the seams. It's very dirty. You squeeze it and it squeaks. You flip it over. At the bottom of its foot, there's a stitching of a name. The name is Reginald. Ooh. Make me a wisdom saving throw. God, why do I keep rolling worse? Uh, I got a six. You look up from the toy, and the darkness fills with a warm sunlight. You find yourself in a field in common clothes, not too far outside the city of Thalor. The field around you looks like a nice common area, a park to bring your family to. You are still holding on to the bunny doll, and you hear a whimper at your feet. You look down and you see this little fluff ball, a dog with black and fiery orange fur with big old horns that resemble yours. Armos, you remember this dog. This dog's name is Layla. She's your best friend, your very own hellhound. And she's looking at the bunny toy in your hand. Oh, and just to give you a reference. Oh my God, it's so cute. Oh my God, I pet the dog for sure. You start to pet Layla, and this is somebody you raised from when you were a young adult. You found the puppy, and you've had it for a number of years, and you know quite a bit about hellhounds and how rare they are and how shockingly long lifespans they have. Some say they live longer than most tieflings. And as you play with Layla, you throw the bunny, she brings it back, chewed up. You pet her under the scruff, and she licks your face, and she is so cuddly, so attached to you. That bunny was her favorite chew toy. Mm. And then the environment tone shifts. You see a large demon beyond your purview standing in the field. Nobody around you seems to notice this demon looks like a massive toad. Large devil horns right above its deep blood red eyes. And he smiles at you with a big croaky grin towering above everyone around it the size of a tavern itself, and nobody seems to notice it. And it speaks to you in Infernal. A grown seed is what I need, but plucked and delivered before its full blossom, and our pact is squared away. The pleasant vision of you playing with Layla disappears, and you are now in a dark room, but you are not alone. You are on your knees holding Layla. Layla's lifeless body. No! And the darkness engulfs you. Next, you find yourself at the ritual that started it all. The ritual where you met Reginald. During the ritual, you had Layla's favorite toy in your pocket, and you realized that you were attempting to bring her back. And just like that, all these visions begin to make sense. The mysterious meetings, the knowledge of the blood shards, the ritual that went terribly wrong. Somebody gave you bad information and you were too blind, too focused on your goal to notice. Almost. You regain some of your memory back and you remember the last deal you made before you made the deal with Reginald was with a demon named Ritz Gulak, the only demon to ever outsmart you and get the best of you. 
And what he took from you meant more than everything. He took your dog, Layla. The only companion you were ever able to trust in your entire life. Woof. You thought by what he said, a grown seed is what I need. You thought he was referring to a plant when really what he thought about was something that you were nurturing to grow. And on that day, you swore to get revenge. And when you were trying to bring her back, all this time that you spent lurking through the red dawn, trying to investigate, learning about rituals, talking to all these people, the Groff brothers, spending all this time in Thalor, a city that you now know is destroyed, comes back to you. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. A 20. As the darkness engulfs you, and you hold Layla's body for the last time, everything goes to black. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Drill. <laughs> <laughs> Drell, when Armos opened that door, you saw Armos walk in, taking the lead, examining the room. And when you go to walk through the door, boom, Minus's body is then snatched from an unknown arm reaching into the room. Couldn't make out the details. And he goes right by you, whizzes past you through the hallway, going through the door that, Reg that Reginald and Sid were trying to get into. Boom, bursts open, snatched up. And you go look around and go, what the fuck? You go to take your axe out, boom, everything goes black. Oh. As your vision fades, you are dragged into another room and the door slams sh shut behind you, unknown to which room you are actually in. Everything goes black. You open your eyes and around you is this room that you didn't intentionally mean to go into. And the furniture around you is all black and ripped up, tattered up rugs and other piles of rubbish scattered throughout the room. The room like looks like it used to be a foyer. Before you, unlike everything else in the room, as you stand up, is a dressing mirror meant to show the whole body. And in the mirror, you see yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. God, I'm not good at these. Uh, 18. As you stare at the mirror, flexing, feeling good, showing off those glutes. This is what I'm talking about. Getting quickly infatuated. And then you notice your body starting to age. What? You start to become sickly in the mirror. Your beard hair begins to fall out at a rapid pace. I knew it. I used way too much shampoo. Every second you see yourself in a reflection, you see something ill. And then soon enough, your muscles begin to deflate. You're starting to hunch over. Despite your movements, your reflection stares at you with a melancholy face. Your eyes are staring at you through the windows of your soul like daggers. Your skin starts to turn a sickly color. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. Another 18. <laughs> you look down at your physical body, now reflects what you see in the mirror. You look as light as a feather, skin and bones, but you feel as if your boots are filled with cement. I'm so ugly. You stare at yourself in disbelief and you look back up from your body and you are now back in the frigid north. A raging, chilling wind knocks your frail body right off your feet and you are sent flying back into the thick, hard snow, looking up at a blood red sky where you see a bluish, tealish moon. You try to get up from the snow and it takes you longer than any Goliath should. And then you're in a room surrounded by darkness. Nothing around you except an ax struck into the ground. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. And it is only a 12 this time. You recognize this axe as it's smashed into the black floor. You've seen it before in a dream. It's your father's axe. Papa. What are you doing? Um, is it close enough for me to grab? Or is it like far away? It is. 
It's only a few steps in front of you. I, yeah, reach out and try to grab it then. Give me a strength saving throw. It's ooh, only a 17. You reach for the axe and you manage to pick it up and it's freezing at its hilt. It feels as if the axe weighs hundreds of pounds. Your hands look so small and sickly compared to it. I'm still picking them up though. You look at the head of the axe and in its blade, there is an empty socket. Behind you, you hear a voice. As you lower the blade, you see a man that you are for sure you haven't seen before. An elder man with a long brown and silver beard with a pointy brown hat. And he speaks to you in giant. He goes, you took too long. You look as frail as a mouse. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, dude, they're getting worse. Uh, that's only a four. What do you mean I took long? You took too long. A large skeleton of a direwolf the size of a coliseum raises behind a wizardly man and turns its skull towards you with his empty eye sockets glowing bright red. The same direwolf you saw in that cabin many moons ago when you had your nightmare. And he lunges at you. <laughs> Fade to black. Menace. Yes. Everything is dark. Ah. You just start to move your eyes, but you can't open them. You feel very drained. You hear a muffled voice. Hey, hey, come help me with this. Ah, oh, it's so, so gross. It's so gross. Oh, why is it sticky? Why is it wet? Why is it sticky? Yeah. I was with these guys and running the tentacles. Reginald, is that you? Can I speak? You try to speak and you're muffled, like something is gagging you. What's with these guys getting getting caught tentacles? Oh, here we got it. Hey, bud. Me, 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 me. Gasp of air runs into you. Finally, you're able to breathe. You are on gagged and bound, and you have this red slime on your face, and in the back of your neck, you feel like you just pulled a small dagger out of your neck. They pulled this goop out. And you open your eyes and you see the faint glimpse of this red, slimy noodle go <laughs> into the crack of the wall. Uh, How you doing, bud? Reginald, what happened? I mean, you see, you see Sid is like trying to get the goop off your face. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but uh, I mean, Sid and I were, were trying to open the door and uh, you guys went the other way as per the plan. And uh, oh, but God, my, my memory's a little foggy. Um. Sid, uh, me? Uh, how how long has it been? And then you see Sid go, me, me, me. Oh, yeah, it's been like, uh, a few hours. You've been out, and, uh, we finally got this, uh, this, like, this goop on you. It looks like, like jello or something. Oh, oh, I'm just wiping it off. Where are the, where are the guys? Where were the guys? Uh, I don't know, because the door closed, and uh, we haven't been able to leave. Move, and I like, push him away, and I go to the door. I start to try and open the door. So, like, you feel that's, like, locked a little bit, and Reg still talking. He goes, yeah, like, the three of you, like, open the door. Then, bam, all three of you were gone, and the door started shutting, and we followed you in, and, uh, yeah. And then you open the door. He goes, oh, oh, my God. It's so, it looks so easy. He smacks it. How come you didn't do that? Me, me, me. Uh, what, do I know what room I'm in? It's, I'm coming out of the room that he tried to enter? Yes. Yeah, so I, I open the door, throw it aside. I look down the halls, left and right, to see if there's anything creeping around. 
before I head over across to the door in front of me. Go ahead and make me a perception check or an investigation check. 16. So the room that you were just in, you take like a quick glance and you rush to the door and you notice that this door, you notice that the room you were in was like a bedroom. Looks like the rest of the house, everything is destroyed. The match just looks like it's half dissolved. You look into the hallway, you look left, you look right. You look at the door across from you, where the original door you entered and it is shut again. And you look to your right, which is the door at the other end of the hallway from when you walked into the cavern. And that one is shut, except that is the one that looks a bit different. You look across from you and the door is shut from the room, uh, from the room went in. You don't see anything else like any movement. I'm coming, buddy. And I charge the door. <laughs> you burst through the door as you uh, hurriedly go in and crouched, or excuse me, sitting <laughs> on the broken table, the broken dining room table. In the middle of the room is Drell, and Drell, you are rubbing your head as your vision comes to you. What the fuck just happened? Drell, I'm coming! And I run and tackle Drell. <laughs> oh, man, what, what the fuck? What, what the fuck did you guys get us into? Are you okay? And I'm shaking him up and down, probably smacking his head against the floor. <laughs> okay, 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 stop, stop. This is <laughs> oh, worse than sorry, a hangover. Sorry. Where, where is Armos? Where is Armos? I don't know. Yeah, Reginald couldn't get the door open. I shouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah, I don't know why you are. There's no more door, Drell. Come on, you gotta get up. And I try and help Drell up. Okay, okay, just please stop yelling, please. Sorry. <laughs> get up now, please. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I go over and try to open the last door. <laughs> so as you get pulled up by Menace, Menace tries to help you up. Menace, you turn around and you go to uh go to the room. Drell, I'm gonna need you to make me an attack roll against Menace for me. Excuse me? Oh, fuck. Drell? 21. <laughs> the axe comes straight down as you turn your back, dealing how much damage, Drell? 14. Menace, you take 14 points of damage as Drell has drilled you with this axe from behind. I need you to make me a perception check. Sure. Both of us are just him. That's an 18. Just Menace. <sighs> the smell of sulfur is strong in this room. Look at Drell's eyes, and they are pale. I'm just the bag man, Menace. No, <laughs> no, no, it's been you the whole time. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to roll me initiative. Oh, great, okay. 19. I got an 11. Drell, this isn't you. Sid, Reginald, get in here. Drell's acting funny. <laughs> uh, hey, big guy, you, you heard my Me, 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 me. They're trying to like they're backing away as they got their their hands up. Do I see the alchemy jug on Drell? If you're trying to examine him, yeah. you have to make a roll. Let you know what you see. Yeah, I want to see if I know where it is on his person. That's uh what's the roll? You can make me a perception check. Yeah, 16 then. You see his axe, you see his alchemy jug on him. He's wearing his all of his normal gear. His eyes look very pale. He smells like sulfur. I think I just need to go for it. I'm gonna try and run over and grapple the alchemy jug out of Drell's. I, I want to use my action to try and grapple the jug and like pour ale on Drell's face. <laughs> sure, go ahead and make me a contested athletics check. Against me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's a lot harder than... You go first. You tell me what I got to beat. <laughs> All right. 18. God damn it. <laughs> and I rolled a 10. So... Fuck! I had to roll a 14 just to match. 
That's a nat 20. That's a nat 20. There you go. Nice. Minish, you charge at him, and Drell goes to grab you with both of his arms as he drops his axe. And you duck under him using your short stature to your advantage, and you go to grab the alchemy jug at its side. You grab it, and then your hands go in. It's like you just grabbed a bunch of goop. Not really an alchemy jug. Oh, this seems more like a, a fake drill. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. <laughs> Reginald! Hey, you good, bud? Uh, uh, ooh. Oh, he smells gnarly, bro. Oh, oh God, it's not drill. Guys, help. And I'm going to use one of my writhing ties, I suppose, to float 10 feet into the air above drill, above fake drill, and uh, just get a bit out of range. Sure, you float up, and all the SIDs roll out of your pants pocket, and they float you up, and you have, like, this red goop on your hand. Uh, we're going to go to initiative drill. Drill, what was your initiative again? Initiative drill. 11. Drell, we move to your initiative as you hear nothing, see nothing, smell sulfur. You don't know where you are. You are having these visions of you in the frigid north. Those visions that you just had a few moments ago, they are on repeat in your mind. Mm. Minus, you are looking at this Drell, and as you fly up, Drell attempts to jump up and try to grab you. He's going to make a contested athletics check against you to see if he can grab you. <laughs> Do I roll that or? Yes. Please. Uh, 23. Oh, I got another nat 20. Get the fuck out of here. That's fucking dumb. I got Get the fuck hey, out I got of here. six ones this session already. I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. Drell tries to jump up and snatch you out of the air, and Sid, like, sees it before you do, and he gets you out of the way, and Sid goes, <laughs> and then <laughs> moves you. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. As he crashes back down, I need you to, on a nat 20, make me a perception check. Ha, a five. <laughs> oh, uh, with a five, you don't really get much, but you see that when he jumped up, he like yelling at you. His mouth was a little bit longer and a bit more exaggerated as he was like yelling to come grab you. We're going to go back to your initiative, Minus. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I kind of just want to run. Yeah, because I used I used all my movement before. That's why I used my float. I think I'm just going to be like, all right, we did good, guys. Now let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to float down and then uh, use a full dash action to the door I see at the back of this room. Okay, you float down. You make your way to the back of the room, and there is a closed door there. I try and open it with my first bit of movement. You open the door. <laughs> Armos. Armos! <laughs> Laying on the floor. Hey. Unconscious. You make it to Armos. And you see that he's just waking up. Ugh. Head is foggy. Oof. I did not enjoy that. I used my bonus action to slap him. Ah! <laughs> the hell? Is it, is it real Armos? <laughs> yeah, you go to slap him, and sure enough, you made contact. Oh, sorry. No time to explain. Actually, I will explain. Fake drill in the other room. It smells like soul shit, and it's not really him. I was just checking. Wait, someone needs to... Eldrick Blast Drill? Yes! <laughs> Got this. <laughs> That's exactly what we need right now. Armos, go ahead and roll me an initiative. Hey. Uh, three. Uh, Minus, what are you doing with the rest of your turn? No, I think that was my turn. <laughs> okay. So you use your action to try to get Armos up. 
and we're going to move to Drell's initiative. Drell, you are seeing black. These visions are repeating in your mind. Holding your father's axe, strange man with a long brown silvery beard, giant wolf lunging at you, frail weak body on repeat over and over and over again. Minus from the next room, you hear the footsteps of Drell. <sighs> Come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> but you do not see him through the swinging door that you busted through. You look towards the door, and from what you didn't see when you ran straight in, when you saw an unconscious Armos next to the door, is Armos hung onto the wall with this red goop like jello, holding him in place like a gooey spider web, face covered in this red muck, the same red muck you have. Eyes shut, glued shut, mouth covered. Looks like he's having problems breathing. Reginald points down and goes, Oh, wait a minute. That, hold on. That doesn't look right. Wait, hold on. Turns around. Almost, can you go ahead and give me a uh, Eldritch Blast for me? Two minutes. Oh, it's a 16 to hit. Ha! doesn't hit. Goes right over Minus as Minus, you look back and you see Armos' pale eyes, smells of sulfur as he's looking at you with a charge up Eldritch Blast. You duck underneath as he shoots a second one because he gets two attacks per turn. Yes, I was just about to say that. It's a 22. <laughs> Boom! With a 22, an Eldritch Blast sends you to the other end of the room. 10 feet. It's 10 feet. <laughs> you get crashed into the broken couch and you fall down, oh, knocked prone. I was wrong again, guys! <laughs> oh, you see Rachel on the other end of the wall has got launched off your shoulder with Sid and they fall down and they lift themselves up from a from a couch cushion like, oh man is your bad at this part oh. what have you ever experienced a moment like this <laughs> but there's one on the wall I can see it thanks Reginald <laughs> we're gonna go to the top of the round Minus it is your initiative by the way that took 13 damage oh yeah you take 13 damage Minus thank you for reminding me Armos uh, alright you know what they say Reginald third time's a charm I'm gonna run up to the one on the wall and try and tear him off the wall you are going to make me a contested strength check as you go to grab onto this goop you go to grab this muck off his face and it starts to bubble at your touch as it's starting to move and grip tighter on almost almost his mumblings from underneath the guck become louder and louder almost it sounds like you're repeating the same words to yourself from the visions that you've had mm. not 20 not 20 not 20 not 20 <laughs> it's a seven <laughs> a nine. You are pulling away this muck, and as you are pulling away the muck, the red goop quickly replaces the goop you are pulling off. It's not working! And you're trying to get to it. You think you're making some progress, but you have to keep going. Oh, God. What are you doing with the rest of your turn? Oh, uh, no. This is fun. I'm having so much fun. I don't. I guess I'll use <laughs> my ensnaring strike spell just in case I need to start fighting. I'm coming, guys. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. And you see vines wrap around my mace, my glowing mace, and my javelin. <laughs> I'm starting to prepare for the worst. Vines wrap around your masons, uh, your weapons and mace as the crunching begins to echo through the shattered halls as we move to Drell's initiative. Drell, you are the visions repeat and repeat as you're muttering to yourself. Ugh. More and more. I wasn't late. Awesome glutes, frail glutes, awesome biceps, weak biceps. I was on time. <laughs> you hear footsteps beyond the door. However, Drell does not cross that threshold. We're going to move to 
Armos's initiative. Armos, you are you have this vision on repeat as Layla fading from your arms over uh, and over again, looking at this no. chew toy. Breaks my heart every time. Left behind uh. her favorite toy. Menace, you hear dark magic pulsating behind you. Armos, go ahead and give me another two Elgic Blast, please. Ooh, pew pew. 14. That's good. That's good. All right, we like 14s. Okay. How about a 15? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, stop it, <laughs> Jared! Stop it! <laughs> I, was, I forgot it's plus eight, so a twenty-three. No. The first one misses, and Reggie goes, uh, "I don't know. I think that's the real armos right there." Minutes, boom! The second one psh, smashes you up against the gooped armos on the wall as you take twelve. 12 points of damage, and the wall that the two of you are connected on begin to crack. It's gonna move back to the top of the round. Menace, groaning in pain. You just got an Elgic Blast to the back. You know how Jarrell feels now. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. How does that feel? <laughs> From the other room. <laughs> does it look like I could easily slash at these? uh at this goop around armos or it's very much on him but there is a there it looks like it's coming through one of the holes in the walls where they where it's stemming from yeah. and then and cover like covering his body you could find the stem of it and the stem of it is behind his head yeah i want to i want to start attacking like the, the goop behind him if I, if that's possible yeah, you want to attack the goop that's behind Armos's head while there's another Armos shooting LG yes. Blast at you. Yeah, go ahead. Roll to hit with your axe or mace, whatever you want to use. Uh, I'll, use my, I'll use my javelin first. Okay, cool. Just don't get in that one. Yeah, no, that's fine. Good thing I can't get in that one. Yeah. Well, I, I could. Well, I, I don't... <laughs> now I'm scared. Careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 23. Ooh. And a 15. 23 to 15 is gonna hit. That's 11 and 14 and my swarm. And I have Sid in there doing an extra two points of damage. <laughs> so when you hit it with the standing strike, it goes off. And it needed to be what, DC? It needs to be uh, 14, I believe. It rolled a 10. Nice. So now it gets stuck. Okay, right? and it's uh, level two. I cast it at level two, so it takes uh, it takes eight points of damage, and it is now restrained by vines, if that does anything. When you smack down your mace with your ensnaring strike, it flails as it tries to go back into the wall, but as it goes back into the wall, vines spread out from it and, like, latch it, and you see the end of this gooey appendage try to go back in, try to break away from the vines. Sick. And it's, like, dragging itself on the wall, creating more of a hole, ripping Ugh. the side of the wall out, and then eventually gets stuck as more vines grow and keep it in place. You see, like, the vines are catching up to it as it's snapping away to eventually get stuck. That's awesome, actually. And you have this little red nub <laughs> trying to pull itself out. And so at the start of each of its turns, it can try and get out of that or take damage and stay restrained. You hack away at this muck covering Armos's body. And as the wall begins to crack more from the weight, you manage to rip him off. Nice. And rip the, rip the muck out of the back of his head clear his eyes away and the, the goop that you took out of the back of his neck the stinger part of it the same pain that you felt is like a very thin needle like dagger that was pointed upwards like right where your brain would be mm. you have the same scar or same wound on the back of your neck Minus. Oh. as you start to pull away Reginald jumps off the shoulder and starts to clean his eyes and his mouth and almost 
You take a breath of air <gasps> as you come through, and you see Minus on top of you with Reginald, and you're getting this stuff off you. And behind, behind Minus is another you. <laughs> uh, I don't like what's happening here. I don't like what's happening here. We're gonna move to Drell's initiative. Drell, you mumbling. Oh, not too frail. You weren't on time. I was on time. No movement beyond the door, Minus. As we're going down to Armos's initiative. Armos, you look at Armos. Armos looks at Armos. Armos, what are you doing? Spider-Man meme. Is it real me or is it other me? Armos is your initiative and player takes the priority. Am I the one on the wall or the one in the middle of the room? You're you're talking from the one on the wall. You are you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Armos fake you's been bullying me. Get him. <laughs> so as Menace gets me out of the goop, what have I seen so far as uh, from Arnos? I just see that another person of me standing there. Do I see the goop coming off of him? Like what exactly? As your vision comes to, you're still like crouched down on the floor, finally catching your breath. You see another Armos in the center of the room looking at you. Looks like he's charging up another Elgic Blast. He's giving you that famous Armos smirk. The room you're in is like a damaged living space, like a, like a den broken furniture everywhere and then to your left you see this red appendage that is caught in Minus's vine as it broke a good part of the wall before finally getting stuck mm. I'll Eldrick blast him twice and then see what's gonna happen after that as I'm doing this I shout over to, to Minus where's Drell <laughs> fake Drell's in the other room I'll go get him next <laughs> so I rolled a 25 and an 18 for hit you hear the other armos go Drell Drell I need you I'm being attacked <laughs> I better find some cover. People are gonna be like, "Whoa, he is a great Armos impression." <laughs> right? Uh, did the 18 and the 25 hit? Both those hit. As you reach out to shoot your Elgic Blast, he copies. He mirrors your movement and shoots out two Elgic Blasts of his own. Uh -oh. Both of you trade blows as all four of these Elgic Blasts intertwine with each other. That's what I was worried about. That's why I didn't cast Fireball right away. Roll for damage. <laughs> Menace is just screaming. <laughs> okay, so it did 14 damage, but it hits him twice and knocks him back, each one. You take, as you are trading blasts with each other, you take 22 points of damage as you are knocked further and further into this wall, and it breaks. You are through the wall. Ooh. You're in the next room. Oh. Drell is standing right above you. Hey, Drell. With his pale eyes. Hey. Minus, you see these trading blasts as they go over you. A rainbow of purples and fuchsia colors. Indigo. You hear the other Armos gets knocked back into the broken chair at the other end of the room. And you notice something from the spot he was standing on. There is a tether, etherealized goop from a hole in the floor to the bottom of his boot. It's in the floors! <laughs> Man, that's what Reginald says. It's in the walls. It's in the goddamn walls. It's like a video I saw forever ago. I think Drell's your responsibility now, Armos. I'm gonna go take care of fake you. I'm gonna run over with my, uh, with my mace and my javelin. I'm gonna hit it with my mace of disruption. It's a 12 and uh 17. the 17 is going to hit 17 will hit and then when i hit a fiend or an undead is this a fiend or an undead or no Ooh, it sounds very fiendish it is not oh. not a fiend oh 
it takes four points of damage and then sid hits for an extra five points of damage i just hit him and i'll, I'll try and hit him again with my javelin Ugh, 13. that's gonna hit oh wow <laughs> he takes nine points of damage wow <laughs> boom he takes nine points of damage as you stab him with your javelin right through his cloak as as you make contact with the mace and the javelin you notice that these blows are not landing on somebody who's made of flesh and bone, but rather goop. And you see like this psh, as your weapons splash into the attack. Pieces of ooze fall onto the floor. Ugh. We're going to move to Drell's initiative. Drell, visions, frail, you're too late, you look weak, you're the size of a mouse. Other Drell sees Armos on the floor below him and is going to make an attack with advantage against me oh against you buddy it's okay jared let me have advantage on you <laughs> uh, so the first one is a 17. yep um and then uh since i have two attacks i i hit him twice right yes okay so the first one was a 25 to hit and the second one is either a 27 or a 12 so i'm gonna go 27. Roll for damage as you smack Armos on the ground with your axe. 22 damage. Armos, you take 22 points of damage as you get blasted through this wall. You look up, you see Drell and... Ah, what the fuck? His great axe slams and into your... Drell action surges. No, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to go to initiative Armos. Armos. Oh my god. All right. As you hear, oh my god, from the other room, as he's just got blasted into the chair in front of minutes. Oh <laughs> so wait, I can't tell if this is the real one or not. I hit his alchemy jug and it was fake. Armos, get him! <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to know. All right. <laughs> I use my movement to to stand up, and then um, I look Drell in his stupid face, who just hit me, and I clap my hands together and it shoots out a beam of light into his face, which uh, then hexes him. And as I do that, I quickly throw two Eldritch Blasts <laughs> as fast as I can, with the light hopefully blinding him for just a moment to get him off, and roll for a 24 and a 13. Those will both hit, oh. and you will do hex damage on both of those. All right, so I did 14 on one, and then six on the other, and then five, and then five. Holy God. Sick damage, bro. Almost you shoot him with two Elgic Blasts with the Hex curse on him. As you see at point blank, these Elgic Blasts, when they shoot out, as they make contact, at the point of contact, they get bigger, and then Knock him back 10 feet. The second Elgic Blast comes out, spirals through. As it makes contact with Drill again, gets bigger. As you can see, the Hex Curse amplifying your Elgic Blast. Dealing 30 points of damage, he goes back 20 feet. You see McCrack on the floor through the table. It's this ethereal-like tether connecting from the floor to the bottom of his boot. As you blast him away, you look up on the ceiling and T-Post with this goop on him is Drell. 
He's on the ceiling. Murmuring this voice. He's on there the he ceiling is. with the goop on his face, <laughs> with his with his hands bound uh, and legs bound to the ceiling. I totally knew this wasn't you. Like obviously. He posed. Guys, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Get it? I wouldn't do that to you. As I'm talking to him, while he can't even hear me. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> As the evil Drell says that, as he looks like he's going to get back up. And we're going to move to initiative, Minus. Minus. I'm just looking at fake Armos. And I'm like, screw you, fake Armos. And I'm going to do two attacks with my javelin. A 14 and a 25. That is going to hit. 20 damage as Sid also kind of throws some punches doing three points of damage. <laughs> Sid rolls on top of him and starts slapping his face. And you hear like a little... And then I don't know if it's going to do anything extra, but I'm just going to slam my mace down on the floor with my bonus action, dual wielding, and uh, attack the tether. How much damage are you doing with those two attacks? Um, so that was 20 plus Sid's three. Armo, as you beat into fake Armos, his body turns to goop as the goop falls onto the chair, and the chair slowly dissolves, and the tether pushes away. <gasps> There can only be one Armos. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, homie. And then uh, I'm going <laughs> to be like, Armos, you're doing a good job. Okay, buddy. And I'm going to give him some healing words. Sid, give him, give him the juice. I don't know if I want the juice. Uh. Uh, five points of damage. Uh, five points of health back. Hey. Nice. So we're going to go to Drell's initiative. Drell, same words. I'm frail. I was too late. Oh my god, as your T-post on the ceiling. We're gonna move to Evil Drell. <laughs> Evil Drell gets up, he looks at you, and he walks slowly yeah. towards you. Get out of here. Doesn't look like he's moving very fast. As you are within 10 feet of each other, he does not swing as he's out of range. You there. We're gonna move to your initiative, Armos. Yeah, in that case, I'm gonna hit it with some Eldritch Blasts and keep him away from me. So I'm gonna start my turn by casting two more Eldritch Blasts, machine gun style. So it's just like bam, 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 bam. All right, here we go. Uh, a 26 and a 25. Okay. Woo! Oh my, yeah. What's the damage on those bad boys? Uh, so that would be 14 and then eight. So 14 and eight? is going to do it on top of the hex curse sweet what you don't even have to do it because you're way past its hit points as you machine gun these empowered eldritch blast as they explode onto the bad drill as he begins to explode into red goop falling off the table dissolving as the tether whoosh, away perfect the two of you are out of combat with a t-posed drill above you we're still above us uh, yeah, he's she's stuck to the wall. You see this guy, man. We got to do all the work. I swear, every time. How how high? The ceiling is about fifteen feet high, 10, twenty feet high. <laughs> all right. Do you see a chair anywhere? It's on an angled roof, so like he's like looking down at you on an oh angle. Oh my god. I mean, I can Eldrick blast him down. Do you have a better option? I no, mean... no, I got this. I got this. Sid, give me a hand, and I do another writhing tide. <laughs> I start floating me, up. Me. All right. I'm coming, Drell. I'm coming. I'm coming. And I get up there, and I kind of look at the situation, and I kind of, like, wedge my javelin in between Drell and the, like, tether. I'm just kind of, like, stab it. <laughs> because you're out of combat, you're going to take 20 on this. And yeah. <laughs> so as you're 
carefully chiseling away the goop. The goop is reacting to you, but it's not liking your uh, attacks. As you just you keep nicking at it, stabbing it, stabbing it, stabbing it. And then you finally break free the tether that was in the back of his neck. Almost catch. Huh? I jump out of the way. Yeah. Boom, the goop, let's go. Drell face plants all the way down. Uh, as the goop is removed through his face. <laughs> face plants on the floor. And that is where we'll end this week's session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I honestly think you guys might have been able to do this episode without me. <laughs> I knew I was like trying to figure out where you were. I thought I was gonna have to go to the other room. Like that's why I was like listening for where your words were because I was like, do we gotta get drilled in this? Like, what is going on? I, I felt bad, but like, no, this, no, no, no. I thought you'd help him down sooner. But I'm like, this is just funny. Watch this play out. I mean, no, I thought it was funny. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't care. But I was just, I was just laughing. I'm gonna tell you my predictions on the after show how I thought this event was gonna go because I, but this is like way better than I thought. And I was like, once. We'll talk about the after show. We'll talk about yeah, after just after show material for sure. Right. Oh man, Ooh, what a oh, that was so fun, and I'm so glad we'll talk about the event once again in the after show. But I'm so glad I was able to pull off the old doppelganger Ooh. trick. Guys, Menace didn't only feel for fell for it once; he fell for it twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> he even tried to give Armos a slap to see if it him. was Armos. And yeah, I got things to say about that in the after show. <laughs> you got bam boozled. And I will give you answers. Yeah. And I'm interested if you think you may know the thing that's attacking you. The goop. Ah, yes. Everybody's favorite D&D monster. The, the evil goop. goop. <laughs> the goop. The amount of times we've used that word. Like, not just this episode, but through the whole thing. The goop. We're going to change it to gooey. The ooze. Oh, <laughs> the the ooze. <laughs> so that was session 52. Does anybody have any closing remarks before we go on to the Patreon supporters? Yeah. Yeah. I just got a, I just got a ninja blender, a ninja twist. Oh, yeah. How is it? Dude did the best. So if uh, anybody has uh, suggestions for smoothies and protein shakes and stuff like that, send them my way. Oh, I got yeah. you, dude. I have, I have one a day. I've I've literally have one a day. My ninja like bullet thing is the best thing I ever bought. Oh hell yeah! I I need the suggestions. I need them all. Don't put your hand in there. It doesn't taste that good. I promise. And it, it does more damage than it does. Okay, good. here I actually got something. <laughs> I was just here. I'll show you guys. Actually, my my sister got me this flesh and blood custom card, and it's a photo of my dog. Like it's like oh, my dog awesome. is a character. Like post it on Twitter when this episode yeah, airs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. All right. That's Once awesome. this episode airs, I'll I'll put it on Twitter. It's a pretty cool. It's a you know. That's awesome. TCG card that's based off my dog. You know, pretty dope. Love that. Love it. Yeah, it's pretty dope, man. I love those custom cards. I have a I have a Charizard custom card that has a thick ass booty. Yeah, that's a little different. Thick Charizard. I wanna, the thing is, I want to go to like a. <laughs> I want to go play somebody in a card shop and try to play this and see like, what it is. They're like, uh, technically, just a legendary card. What's the name of the card? What's, what's your uh, dog's so name? So it's called, uh, yeah, my dog's name is Mira, and the card the card name is uh, Mira the Great. Mm. Nah. Yeah. yeah, I play Mira the Great. Like, what does it mean? It means I draw another card. <laughs> it's like Pot of Greed. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, also taking uh, anime recommendations, I... I'm I'm getting bored and I don't know. Here's a old classic if you want that slice of life music, Mongolian Chop Squad. What? 
it's a go-to. It's an older anime, like mid two thousands. It's just, it's such a good show. Uh, it's a slice of life show about music, about his kid who learns how to play guitar. It's also like loosely based off the band Red Hot Chili Peppers because they take like music inspiration from a lot of American bands and watch it. Although I don't really care if you watch sub or dubbed, it really like doesn't phase me. But this show, I will say it's better if you watch it subbed because they try to speak English because they're learning how to speak English while they're doing shows. So it adds to the story. Um, and it's hysterical if you watch it sub because you hear them speak English. And then when they're trying to speak English, it's so bad. It's just a funny, uh, poor translation there, but highly recommend that show. Just one season straight, 24 episodes. Okay. Also the music slaps. Music slaps. Okay. Awesome. And with that being said, we're going to say bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Health points. It's been good having you. Don't get goop on yourself. We're going to move on to the Patreon supporters. <laughs> now it's time to shout out our Patreon supporters, starting with the newest member of the Blood Shard Bandits. Ulrich Shielddust is offering a reward for his missing blacksmith hammer. It's a gold hammer with a black leather wrapped handle. He advises whomever finds it to not forge with it, as it may create some uh, <coughs> uh, issues. Next is the Sigic College alumni. Artemis loves working at the Sigic College, but many don't know he moonlights on the side as a bouncer for an underground fight club. Last night, he had to step into the ring himself because an audience member jumped into the octagon. Work quickly became play as onlookers began cheering for Artemis and betting on the match. He made it out of the ring a few bruises bigger and several gold wealthier. Alara Dawnstar has been training hard for her upcoming dragon chess match with Minus. While training, her peace was interrupted yet again by a, a, a giant snake? With a weird obsession with itself. It kept showing Alara a self-portrait, uh, and after several shrugs, the snake slithered off. Alara was incredibly confused, but soon turned her attention back to the inevitable battle she would have with Minus later. Robot Crisp is an artificer who has just moved to the city of Aramore. Performing odd jobs for its citizens, Robot hopes to raise enough money to fund their wacky projects and produce magical inventions to aid cooks and bartenders alike. Robot's recent invention was a rocket-boosted minicart meant to carry flagons of ale across bar tops. Julius Kendrick sneaks through the shadows with a green lantern in hand, blood dripping down his forearm. Shadowfell is dangerous to some, but almost comforting to him. And though many dangerous creatures lurk about, most slink back into the darkness as Julius passes by. And now it's time to shout out our Humbreas heroes. Alex Judge Dredd has just put up wanted posters for a group of thieving were-ravens. If you know the whereabouts of these jazzy birds, please seek out Sir Dredd so he may bring them to justice. Man with Glass is currently on trial for attacking Man with Stones. He claims Man with Stones threw rocks at his house. Man with Stone said it was stupid of him to build a glass house next to a lake, and another fight broke out. Enter Reigns, the newly appointed weather sorcerer of Gilo. It has been a dry few months, and Frederick Juniper hopes that a new hire will be able to whip up some storm clouds. Thank you again, and we'll see you next episode.